Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, meet with me via the phone to talk about your brother Mick. Tell me about Mick. I know he's older than you. Just tell me what his diagnosis mm-hmm. is and just a little bit about him. Okay, so my brother Mick is just a painted picture. He is a big guy. He's six three, about two hundred pounds. He is a large guy. I mean, he is really tall, really big, but he is autistic and. He also has epilepsy. He has seizures as well. He's pretty verbal sometimes. At the same time, though, with his medication, his seizure medication, he can be very lethargic, very tired and sluggish. And so that's just sort of his background there. He goes to um, this day program where he does volunteering. He does community work. But actually, recently, he's been... So, um, so sick through, he's been having to change his medicine a lot, his seizure medicine. And so he's actually been um, not going to bed for the last couple weeks. So yeah, right now it's actually, yeah, Nick has been not doing so hot, but he just went to the doctor yesterday. He's going in for an EEG in August. So August 15th, he's going in to get to do a sleep study. So we're really, really excited about that. My mom is very stressed about his EEG exam because it's five days where he has to basically be asleep in a hospital. And we have been talking about doing this for years and it's finally happening. And I think she's very nervous. And so, yeah, I mean, like more about Mick, we're very blessed to have Mick. He rarely has any maladaptive behaviors and what that is is, you know, he never lashes out. He's never very violent. I'd say about 90% of the time. Like, he's very um, fun to be around. He's very, very chill, especially since he's been going through this med switch. He's actually too chill. He is so tired all the time. But, yeah, Nick loves to do chores around the house, which is so funny. But, honestly, that is his favorite thing to do. He loves doing the dishes and folding our laundry and pumping gas in our cars and stuff. The thing with Nick is he just really cannot be by himself because of his seizures. He has to be monitored at all times. And so that has been a job that I've done. You know, I've just been sort of that built-in caregiver my whole life, I'd say. Always there for him and for my parents. Definitely back in um, his teenage years, like his early, you know, pubescent years, from about like 11 to 14, he had a lot of maladaptive behaviors. And that was very hard on our family, but we got through that. And Well, he sounds delightful. Let me ask you just a question. You're a younger sibling, so you're two years younger than your brother. When did you realize that your family was a little bit different than perhaps some of your friends' families? That's a really good question. I want to say, gosh, I think I realized that we were different probably back when I was starting to go to school. I'd say I realized that we were different because most siblings all go to the same school, right? And when one of your siblings doesn't go to the same school as you and your other siblings, my sister is the oldest in our family. She's 25. She's four years older. We're all two years apart. So when you realize that, oh, your sibling doesn't go to your same school, that 
kind of weird. I mean, because most siblings all go to the same school regardless. But my family is very religious. And so my sister and I went to a religious school. And because of that, they don't provide the best special ed services if at all, like they really just don't provide that. And so pretty much my brother had to go to a public school so he could get all of his services. And I honestly don't know the best terminology about special ed, but yeah, he had to go to a different school. And so I think like that provides just such a different dynamic because my sister and I, you know, in the halls, giving high fives, and, you know, when, when you go to school with your siblings, you sometimes see them and give them hugs, you know, throughout the day. But None of my friends really saw my brother unless they came over to my house or saw us at church or something like that. So that's when I realized it was different. That was the first difference, I would say. But then, aside from like those little differences, I want to say the biggest difference that I realized was when it's just like hard because there's so many nuances, right, that can be so different from other families. And I would say when I was like, you know, 10, 11 years old, when I was given those responsibilities to take care of my brother and watch over him, that's when I realized I am different. Like I am different from my friends because they don't have to watch their older siblings. That's not something that other people do. So probably I had like kind of like a second wave of, whoa, I am different (laughs) when I was 10, 11 years old because nobody else was watching their big brother. I was like the only person like that and I'd have to cancel plans sometimes um, to stay home and watch my brother. I wasn't able to go to some things sometimes, but a lot of times my parents and I could work that out. But Did you ever feel like some of your needs were ignored? I mean, did you feel like, guess yeah, the, the, oh yeah. the, the glass child is the term for it, where your yeah. parents kind of, can you tell me a little bit about that? So did you get less attention or more attention because you had a, a sibling um, with disabilities? Yeah, I mean, definitely I got, of course, like more attention when I did good things and less attention when I was struggling. Because of course my parents can't handle any more struggles. <laughs> they can't. It's just too much, right? So I'd say, yeah, I definitely had some issues that these problems that I had just were not really focused on early in my life. Now they are. (laughs) I've had to kick and scream and do lots of things to get the help that I now need. There's a lot of guilt, right, that comes with having my own problems because I have the mind and capacity to know I even have problems (laughs) but at the same time like my parents just needed to focus on me but you can imagine every time we're at home their attention is always split and I'm always going to come second to my brother's needs you made an interesting comment because of your brother's needs and their stress level and caring for him, you felt the need not to add to their emotional burden by talking about your own. I think that's a very interesting yeah. comment. So in s- some ways you were left to, I guess, work through your own pain or misery because you didn't want to yeah. add to your parents. That's a very interesting thing. Yeah, it's really hard and it's almost, I just kind of you know, kick myself, of course, like in hindsight, because of it, because 
like I said, like I'm a very, we're a very religious family. And because of that, like sacrifice and powering through and fighting, you know, it's just very honorable, right? And mm-hmm. just our belief system, that's what we believe. And I've believed that. I've taken that so to heart that, oh, well, my suffering is just the best thing I can do. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing I can do because talking about my suffering doesn't make any sense because I can at least talk and do things and I just need to just power through and power through but then as I've gotten older and I have friends who have their problems and can see much clearer now about how the typical threshold of pain and stress I've had to get help I just have had to get help because I've shown so many signs of being very broken and being very tired and much older for my age than I actually am and the stress of all of that just I had to face the facts and get some good help so well good for you what have been some of the joys I mean what's been the good part I'd say some of the big joys of course are when we see like our extended family interacting with my brother and my family and I we always have like these inside jokes about Mick and stuff but then when our extended family can like interact with them and they make funny comments about it and stuff about his behaviors sometimes it does bring a lot of joy because it shows that we're not alone and that people care and do love him and it's not just us who are giving so much of our love and time and care other people and our family do too and they just want to support us too and so that does bring us a lot of joy that's great so it seems like you had to share the stage with your brother your needs were often not met and you felt like you had the need to protect your parents but at the yeah. same time, so there were challenges that way. Um, on the other hand, you've just described some of the joys and gave a good example of something that you have. How do you think having a sibling with a disability has shaped you to become the person that you are now? It's very hard to answer that because, I mean, it's someone I've lived with and gotten to know as much as I can know. I'm someone who I know so much, so much of who I am, just getting to know him and living with him my whole childhood. There's just so many ways. There's so many deep-seated ways that he's, uh, the whole situation, because it's not necessarily him. It's not really, it's the situation, right? Because when you have a disabled sibling, you know, your whole, world changes the whole world has to kind of support him it's, it takes not just one village it takes many many villages um so it showed me that sacrifice is the best way to show your love and giving of yourself so giving of yourself though means not just your time not just your money not just your expertise it is giving of multiple parts of yourself at once in giving them 100%. So I'm giving 100% of my time. I'm giving 100% of my knowledge, 100% of my talents. All three of those, let's say, like at the same time, that is the truest form of love. Now, yeah. what, what would you want to tell parents being a sibling of somebody's disability? My biggest advice is just 
be as real as possible with your child, with your kids, because they are going to see some real, quote unquote, real, real moments, right, of trying to discipline your kid and trying to, you know, get them to eat or sometimes like not normal things. And that's going to get to be their normal, right? Say, you know, you have a child with a feeding tube, right? And you have to use syringe to give them food. Like something like that, right? That's not very typical of other people in our world and other families. That doesn't really happen in many families. So with that, like you have to just get real with your kids and talk to them about statistics at a young age. You know, talk to them about, right? Like talk to them about like what the words mean because that will only help them in the end. That will only help them. My biggest advice is just keep it very real and be real with your kids because like especially when they are given those responsibilities of caring for their sibling, you know, especially if they're girls like because of course girls, you know, are given more caregiving responsibilities than boys at a younger age. And so like for me, like I was caring for my brother at 10, 11 years old, you know, that's when I was still treated like a child at the same time to my parents. I wasn't told a lot of the intricacies of his disability. I wasn't really given a lot of deeper knowledge. I was just given my experience. All I had was my 10 year old brain's assessment of someone with a disability of their brother. So if they were more real with me about the problems right when I was given more responsibility like that would have just helped me so much more appreciate your insight Stephanie thank you so very much for taking the time yeah you're welcome you're welcome I hope everything works out and yeah I just yeah thank you for asking me and nobody asked me it's just too hard and it's sometimes just so hard to, to talk about it and I'm gonna be honest like if you would have asked me a year ago to talk about this stuff, I probably wouldn't, but I've taken steps to really embrace who I am and embrace like the fullness of myself just this past year. Now that I'm old enough to do so, it's a little bit complicated, but, but yeah, it's just thank you so much because I, I know you care so much and that just, just means the world to me, really.